podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Nice quiet day today, folks. Game is tomorrow, so all the excitement is aimed towards that. Liverpool versus Porto at Anfield. Obviously, the Reds already through to the next round as group winners as well. So Liverpool don't have any pressure in these next two games. Jurgen Klopp can, if he wishes, use them to blood young players or to experiment with a different shape or a different style or something. He likely won't. He will probably change the team. Excuse me, change the team. But it's unlikely he'll change it too much. It's unlikely he will take too many risks. Because as he said himself, there's a lot of money on the line for these games. So we may well see like a Nico Williams come in at right back. Maybe Kanate comes in at, at centre-back. Henderson might start in midfield. And perhaps Taki Minamino comes in in the front line. That, that may have been the case anyway with Diogo Jota potentially having a, a small knock to the knee. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, it'll be fun to see Marco Grujic back at Anfield and maybe he can you know, have his moment that he was never properly given while he was a Liverpool player. But to jump around the Liverpool sites, Liverpool, given glimpse at potential Jurgen Klopp successor, who has already beaten Pep Guardiola. Liverpool have many options when the time comes to replace Klopp. One candidate, a former club employee, just beat Pep Guardiola to manager of the season. Uh, Neil Critchley is the man in question. Obviously, Neil Critchley has done an exceptional job at Blackpool since taking over and so far all signs are promising for him now whether or not he will be ready in a few years to replace Jurgen Klopp is highly unlikely he's a very very good manager there's no doubting his coaching credentials are very very impressive and the work he's done with Blackpool was re- uh, recognised at the Northwest Football Awards, where he was given the Manager of the Award, uh, Manager of the Season Award. Mo Salah picked up the Player of the Season Award, and Harvey Elliott was giving the Rising Star Award. Jordan Henderson was also given an award for services off the pitch, something along those lines. So credit to him, the work he's done with the NHS has been very impressive, obviously. And while I'm at it, if you go on. The main Liverpool Twitter, you will see a picture of Jordan Henderson handing the shirt he wore against Manchester United to a man. That man is his father. His father is running a raffle with all proceeds going to the NHS in Sunderland, I believe. So you can enter, you can make a donation and enter into the raffle. So uh, if, if you have a bit of spare cash and you want to help a good cause, that is one to check out there. Also on Liverpool.com, Liverpool can sign beautiful 17-year-old striker like Luis Suarez for a bargain fee. Dante Van Zier has enjoyed a rapid rise over the last year or so and his form should attract the attention of Liverpool. He has drawn comparisons to uh, Luis Suarez. So he plays for a second division team in Belgium. He's 23 and he's playing for a second division team in Belgium. 
I'm going to suggest Liverpool won't be signing anybody from the second division in Belgium. We'll move on past that story. Um, Liverpool could sign 6.5 million wildcard playmaker who Jurgen Klopp loves to fix two January concerns. Pascal Grouse. The barrel is well and truly being scraped here, folks. Well and truly being scraped. Liverpool face Manchester United battle for Dream 65 million transfer as Reds told they have a real problem. So this is Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong is allegedly available for transfer from Barcelona. There has been some rumours linking Thiago would return to Barcelona as part of a deal that would see Frankie de Jong come to Liverpool. I doubt there's much truth to it. I think Barca would be absolutely insane to to sell him. He's one of the best midfield players in the world. But they do have a lot of young, promising midfielders from their academy that they could maybe bring in, like Gavi, Nico Gonzalez. Obviously, they have Pedri. And perhaps selling Frankie could free up money to improve the team in other areas. Um, Liverpool have two players named on the shortlist for the FIFA Best Awards. Mohamed Salah is up for Best Player. And Alisson is up for best goalkeeper. Saw some crying and temper tantrums on Twitter last night from Real Madrid fans. Outraged that Thibaut Courtois wasn't included. And deciding to focus their nonsense on Alisson rather than Kasper Schmeichel, who was complicit in Leicester once again having their end-of-season choke job. And Gigi Donnarumma, who didn't have a particularly good season for AC Milan last year. He had a great Euros, but he didn't have a great season last year. Hasn't been particularly brilliant for PSG either, so it's a bit of an odd one. Uh, you'll remember in the summer that Menny's the spoofer said that Liverpool were on the verge of signing Renato Sanchez. Sanchez himself has come out and said he was going to go to Barcelona. Now, again, I don't know how true that is because Barca had no money. They couldn't even afford to keep Lionel Messi. So whether or not they would have had the money to buy Renato Sanchez. I, I have no idea. Liverpool have a real problem, says Gary Neville. I think it's most difficult for Liverpool because they are so finely tuned. I think the other two have bigger squads and better squads. Liverpool, as I said earlier in the season, have the best 11 and that doesn't change. But if two or three go missing, then it causes a real problem. What Liverpool will want is to be within a point or two with four or five or six games to go. With that history and tradition and Jurgen Klopp's energy, I think they will become really dangerous. But I think they will need to get... They will, I think to get there will be a bigger struggle for them than it would be for Chelsea or City. And obviously, look, we know Chelsea and City have deeper, stronger squads than us. But the one thing he's right about is we do have the best 11. And we do have some good depth. You know, this season, we've seen Naby play really well. He barely played last year. Ox playing really well of late. He barely played last year. Taki getting some goals now. A lot of them obviously came in the, the League Cup. Divock looks more like a footballer this year than he did last year. We have Kanate into the mix. 
So we have a, a bit of a stronger squad than last year. Now we're obviously seeing regression from the captain, regression from James Milner. That's natural, you know, with with their age. We lost Ginny Wijnaldum. That was a big blow. But our squad is a little bit stronger than last year. Probably not as strong as the other two. And maybe that will cost us. It certainly cost us a little bit thus far. We've dropped too many points, but we're still well in the mix. We're four points off Chelsea. And while you wouldn't back them to drop too many points over the course of a season, they might just drop enough. They might just drop enough points with their focus split on different things. City, you don't know what you're going to get. They look a lot better without Grealish than with Grealish, but is Pep going to continue to Shanghai Grealish into the team and hope that it works? Very possible. Very possible that he will. And if he does, it's going to cost them points. On This Is Anfield, they have a piece up by Joanna Durkin. Five players who should come into the Liverpool team versus Porto. Ibrahima Kanate, Nico Williams. She's included Andy Robertson. I would say no. First of all, you don't make three changes in defence. But I think Costas should play with a view on Robbo being back in for Southampton. I think you give Costas the jersey for this one. Tyler Morton and Taki Minamino. So, Morton, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see how he would do as a number eight, as the left-sided, more defensive eight. Because I, I expect Henderson will start in the number six position. And I wonder, could Klopp go with an Oxlade-Chamberlain-Henderson-Morton midfield? Keep Fabinho and Thiago fresh for the weekend. Give Ox the chance to continue the momentum he's built up over the last few games. If Klopp went with something along the lines of Allison, Nico, Matip, Kanate, Costas, Ox, Henderson, Morton, Moe, Taki, and Mane. That's that's a strong team. And I do think right now Tyler Morton might be more suited to that number eight position than he is to the number six position, just from a physicality point of view. he's We know he's good on the ball. We know he's an intelligent player. He might be more suited to the Ginny role than the Fab role right now. Uh, Jack Lusby has his annual 10 forwards Liverpool could realistically sign in January piece up. So we'll go through those. Jonathan David of Lille, Canadian international, very, very promising player, only 21. Has previously said in the past he's not the biggest fan of Liverpool. But I think when push came to shove, he would be on board with that move. And Liverpool have been linked with him strongly in the past. Jeremy Doku, 19-year-old Belgian at Club Rennes. Uh, Stade de Rennes, rather. He's excellent. Very, very promising. Now, he is inconsistent and he's a bit infuriating at times. But at 19, you expect that. But if you're looking for a Sadio Mane long-term successor, he's probably the closest thing you're going to find. Todd Cantwell of Norwich plays left wing. He's more of a midfielder than an attacker, but he is certainly a good player. He's at a contract in the summer, so he could be a cheap one. You could even bring him in, get 18 months out of him, sell him at a profit. Anthony from Ajax. Myself and Carl Matchett have discussed him before. Very, very talented. He would purely be a backup to Mo at this point. He's a lot of developing to do, but he does have... An immense amount of ability on the ball. 
Karim Adeyemi, there's been strong links to him, 19-year-old German at Salzburg, can play all across the front line, scores goals, creates goals, creates havoc in opposition penalty penalty boxes. This season, he's got 15 goals in 23 games, uh, including two assists. And he's actually got a couple of assists from himself by winning penalties. Very, very talented. Uh, others that get a mention, Luis Diaz from Porto. We'll see him tomorrow night. He's in tremendous form. Amin Guri of Nice. He's a really interesting one. We've been linked with him before. He can play all across the front line as well. Super talented young player. This season, having a breakthrough year. Dusan Vlahovic, we've all heard the rumours to him before. Talented player, but the price is probably prohibitive. Christopher Nkunku would be, of of this list, he would be the favourite for me. Can play all across the front line, can play as an eight. Super talented, great dribbler, good finisher. Has really upped his goal output this season. His creativity's always been excellent. An absolute nightmare to try and defend against. His movement and dribbling ability are second to none. And then Jared Bowen is in the uh, is in the list. Um, I mean, look, he's the sixth best player at West Ham. It would be nice if we were aiming higher than the sixth best player at West Ham. Uh, with respect to West Ham, of course, who are having a good season. But Rice, Fornals, Antonio, Suchek, Zuma. I would argue Ben Ram is a more talented player. Bowen might be a bit more effective. But this season, they've been about even. So, sixth or seventh best player at West Ham. Not a bad thing. They're fourth in the league. But we should be aiming higher. We really should be aiming higher. Um, on AnfieldIndex.com, there are two new articles up. Really, really, really good piece by Stephen Smith on Stan Collymore, entitled What Could Have Been. What a player. If if you were around in the 90s and you remember the excitement of Stan Collymore breaking through at Nottingham Forest onto the big stage, him and Brian Roy as a front two, Collymore scoring absolute worldies. You were tuning in to watch Match of the Day more for him than for Liverpool because you knew he was going to do something insane. We paid $8.5 million for him. He had everything. Technical ability incredible physical gifts, strong as an ox. Him and Fowler, that was to be it. Those two were going to lead us to success. We'd have Rush coming off the bench behind those two and they would be unstoppable. And for a time, for a time they absolutely were. And unfortunately, Stan's mental health issues, which at the time weren't talked about the way they are now. Stan's mental health issues completely torpedoed his career, ruined his time at Liverpool. Those two with McManaman behind, we had Redknapp and Barnes in midfield. If we'd had a, a ball winner in there, we got Ince a couple of years later, but it was... It was a it was a bad fit personality wise, but McAteer and the at right wing back now McAteer and Redknapp might have been a good fit together in a midfield too because McAteer could go box to box. Redknapp was decent defensively, 
and he was a great passer of the ball. We moved Rob Jones from right wing back to left wing back, and he wasn't quite as effective. He was the best right back in the country. He should have been left where he was. And then the back three would be made up of often John Scales, um, Phil Babb and Neil Ruddock. Mark Wright was in the mix. Bjorn Kavarmi came along. The one thing we didn't have was a really good left wing back. I think I think they bought Berger with that in mind, that Berger could maybe play there. He just didn't have the defensive want or capabilities. But if McAteer could have played central midfield with Jones as the right wing back and a better left wing back, we might have had a real chance at winning major honours. Goalkeeper wasn't great, obviously. And the centre-backs, though all flawed, they seemed to work well together. The, when we had John Scales, he was brilliant. Mark Wright was outstanding. And Mark Wright would be seen as one of the great English centre-backs if it wasn't for the injury problems that he had. When we brought him in from Derby, everybody wanted him. Arsenal wanted him to pair with Adams. If they'd done that, it was good night for everybody. We ended up getting him. Sunes brought him in. One of the few good Sunes signings. Unfortunately, injuries just kind of scuppered him. But we were close. We were really close. And Stan and Fowler were amazing together. Fowler was just on a completely different level to anybody else as a finisher and stands all round play and ability to just turn a game by himself. Sensational. It's just a shame it didn't work out. And unfortunately for Stan, it was, it was something that would plague him throughout his career. There is also a piece up by Sam Maguire entitled What Should Liverpool Do With Nico Williams? Obviously, Nico has struggled for us, but he has looked good for Wales playing as a left wing back. Um, a bit like an Aldi Joukinseo type. And it's a role that does seem to fit him. So who knows what the best course of action is. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go on loan in January, try and get some games. I know that they've been open to selling him. And he was, you know, in favour of maybe leaving in the summer to go and get games somewhere else. But no bid came in or, or the right bid didn't come in. So maybe they'll look for a loan in January and try and find a minute somewhere. Podcast-wise, uh, we have three new ones up. Rape Don't Hate is up. Uh, Guy, Hannah and Tadiwa. So do check that out. The new Under Pressure is up. It is Dan... Kenneth, Dan Rhodes, and Cy Brundish having a look at the Arsenal game. And there is a new scouted up, myself and Carl having a look at Porto. We said our farewells to Ollie, no longer at the wheel. And uh, we chatted about a few other things as well. So do check those out on Anfield Index Pro. If you're not a pro subscriber, there is a seven-day free trial that you can give a go. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. If you do... Stick with it. There is also the Anfield Index shop. You can find it on Etsy now. Download that Etsy app to your phone and search Anfield Index shop and use the code RED25. RED25 will get you 25% off, wouldn't you know it? Uh, That's me for today, folks. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.